Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to the first day of September. It is Thursday. It has been a, uh, a not so good August. We'll talk about that and more. And hopefully we'll get some better returns in the month of September. More with that when Dave joins us in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there are so many things in this world that you and I cannot control. But you do have an opportunity to take control of your retirement assets. But you have to know how much risk you have in your portfolio in order to control it. That's why I developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design consultation. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Hey, my Lady Gaga there. I am Morning Dave. It's 841 here, 19 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you this morning. And uh, uh, Normally, this partnership works pretty well. Philip Statler has a little bit more conservative outlook, and I tend to have the rose-colored glasses. I'm starting to lose my rose-colored glasses here in a hurry. Let's go downtown and see what Philip's thoughts are on the world from Statler Financial Services. Uh, Philip on the air with us. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sad that I look back over the month of August and it's just not good. We had a great July. I mean, I think the uh -huh. indexes were up somewhere between six and eight percent in the uh -huh. month of July, but, but, and I'm trying to run some numbers right now. I know the S&P 500 for the month of August was down 3.15 percent. So, well, uh, yeah, uh, through uh, through the next few minutes, as, as you and I batter back and forth, I'll come up with the other NASDAQ number here in just a few minutes, but uh, not looking really good. And, you know, just to put a little icing on top, they ended up in not really good position yesterday uh, to close out the month of August. Uh, no, 31st of August was not a good day. I was going to say with that drop of the S&P during the month of August, almost all of that drop was in the last 10 days or so of August as we started getting closer and closer to uh, looking at the Federal Reserve maybe putting on their fall Volcker masks and going crazy. And it's uh, happening again. Yesterday, the Dow was down 280 points. Standard & Poor's was down 31. NASDAQ was down 67. Dow was the biggest loser of the bunch this time, losing 88 hundredths of a percent of its value. And uh, I'm seeing red ink again on the futures this morning. And uh, one of those good news, bad news things on the government data dump this morning as well. Uh, started out at 7.30 this morning. The Challenger job cut report came out. Uh, and I dug it up. We were 30.3% higher on job cuts, according to that report, than we were last year at this time. However, last month, they were down 36, they were up 36.3%. And actually, the, uh, the, they, they improved over last month, about 5,300 fewer job cuts last month than the month before. Now, granted, we are leveling off. Granted, we are shedding a few jobs, but nowhere near as fast as the federal government, as the Fed would like to see it happen. And actually, the the picture on job cuts is improving instead of declining, which is good news for the employment market. But if uh, we're looking at uh, the fourth week of this month in a Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting, that tends to augur for the notion of somebody in that room saying. We haven't caused enough pain yet. Let's bump the interest rates up more, right? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, that that's I mean, we're seeing a lot of good news and, and this is going to be the case. Uh, everything I'm reading, the good news is going to be bad news as far as the Fed is concerned. I was reading an article over the Cleveland Fed chair um, said that uh, the target rate needs to be four percent on the federal rate. So we got a lot further to go to get to that four percent number, Dave. And that will be painful because you know what? They're not taking into consideration, at least I don't think they are. I don't see anything in the minutes talking about quantitative tightening because you know mm-hmm. they're buying stuff back. I mean, I'm sorry, they're they're yeah, they're 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 selling stuff back out there. And so they're taking money out of the money supply and they're raising interest rates. And and Dave, that's a double double whammy that I don't think that they're really and truly paying attention to that part of the equation. And I'm not the only one. Obviously, I'm reading it from other places, but there's several economists out there that uh, and research, even research firms that are coming out with research papers that say the Fed is not taking consideration all aspects of this economy, including the quantitative tightening, which is going to be a real problem down the road. Absolutely, because you start selling bonds and uh, selling those mortgage-backed securities that they were buying like chiclets a while ago. Back in March, they stopped buying them cold, and they've been slowly but surely shedding securities. You sell securities, the price goes, you know, the, the price, you know, you're, you're going to end up increasing the yield uh, when there's no demand to buy the darn things, and uh, that that ends up giving an interest rate bump, kind of a double bump. You raise the you raise the mandated rate at a federal open market committee meeting, and then you start raising the yield on securities in the open market. Uh, eventually, we're we're almost giving the exact opposite warning. We were going while we were doing all the stimulus funding during the uh, pandemic. Look, this stands the chance of giving us rampant inflation later on. Well, now. We're kind of sounding that horn saying we got the risk of a much deeper recession because there's a lag between the time that you start these policies and the actual effect on the economy. So it's not a good bit of news. And now you add on the uh, rest of the government data dump this morning, uh, the employment market, pretty doggone good. First-time unemployment claims a good 11,000 less than they expected, better than last month. Continuing claims basically holding steady for the uh, month. Uh, The employment picture still looks real good in this country, which uh, is good news. Unless, of course, you don't want to see the Federal Reserve whack us with a full 1% rate increase this month. Yeah, you know, I look at the jobless claims, better than expected. Man, I, I just got to, you know, you look at everything and you, you start praying for bad news, Dave. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, that's, and that's hard to swallow as well that, hey, look, we need the economy to be bad to shut the, the, the Fed down and so that they start looking at things a little bit differently. But it doesn't seem to be happening. And, uh, man, the stuff I'm reading is just not giving me a lot of hope right now, Dave. Well, my concern is when these uh, chickens come home to roost with both the uh, quantitative tightening plus the interest rate bumps, they'll come to roost at about the same time and give us the potential of a very, very sharp downslide all at once. We've always said that the uh, stock markets are a leading indicator, and uh, their reaction over the last, oh, call it 15 days, has been profoundly negative. And if that's a leading indicator of where the GDP and the rest of the economy could be going and the employment picture, a couple of months, we might have a rather unpleasant bit of news to be sharing when we do this thing in the morning. 
can we just say that maybe Powell has predicted what he's going to do and uh, predicted that it's going to be painful and he's going to make sure that happens? <laughs> Nobody what likes it sounds to be like wrong. to me. I mean, that's what it sounds yeah. like to me. You don't want to be wrong. Nobody, so. nobody likes to be wrong, but Jay, please be wrong on this particular case. I mean, we, 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 we've kind of changed our tune a lot. I mean, we were optimistic about a soft landing there for a while until Paolo came out with that speech at the end of the Jackson Hole retreat, and then all of us have been sitting back and saying, holy crud, he's turned into Paul Volcker again. Yeah, and, and that's just, it's just sad that we can't, um, as, as smart as those people are up there, they just can't get it right, and and that's frustrating. It really and truly is. It's it's and and I've been preaching this now for years. I don't have a lot of faith, and it's not because of me individually. It's just the the World Bank and the World Monetary Fund. They have always said, and to the defense, it's a real weird and big economy to change around. But our Federal Reserve has never been good in terms of actually getting their response to economic stimuli and. Uh, in a measured amount that actually does what they plan, they always tend to overreact and underreact. We underreacted and didn't raise interest rates fast enough or early enough, and uh, now we run the risk of overreacting and raising them too fast and too much. And that that's kind of a bad habit the Federal Reserve has had for decades. So we do have something to worry about in the process. Uh, like I said, it was negative yesterday. My futures aren't looking a whole lot better this morning. Have we got any good news out there as far as companies reporting their earnings? I know the Campbell soup did. That's a sundry. And if things really stink, you buy more soup, don't you? You do. And, and, and I guess they bought enough to, to match what everybody expected. So the profit and sales really came in as expected with Wall Street's estimates. So that was good. Campbell came out and they did give an upbeat forecast, obviously because of inflation, they're going to be picking up more because that's one of the fewer things that's less expensive uh, when you go to the grocery store. So they consider, continue to believe that there's going to be elevated demand for soup and their other products. And, uh, but it's not helping them this morning, Dave. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good news there, but they're down 6.8% this morning. When the Sam, somebody dug into something and found something they didn't like, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess and so. And but, or it could just be that everything's following the market today. Um, you know, that could be the other thing. You just don't know because I mean, I've got some other things, and uh, maybe we've got some misses here. But Hormel Foods also reported. Um, that's another. That's another sundry food supplier. How did they do? Yeah. I've got them on my negative list too. They are. They, they had mixed results, right? The quarterly results. Uh, so they uh, quarterly revenue beat forecast, but earnings was a little bit short, and uh, and so they uh, and they confirmed their their full year outlook. Uh, they do say that operational costs are going to con- continue to be high. They're trading down six point one percent. Yeah. So I keep trying to find good news, and um, it's it's. Um, Hard to find. We've got uh, Lands In reported mm-hmm. on the retail side, and they uh, they lost money. They they lost less than expected. That was good. Sales beat estimates. I think that was good. But they cut their full year forecast. You know, they cut their outlook. So again, having trouble with the supply chain issues uh, seemed to continue to be an issue. They're trading down 8.8% this morning. It's kind of reflecting my, I've got more red ink than I do green ink on my pre-market trading. And about the only one that I've got that's up is Bath and Body Works. And 
we're all pretty sure that's a dead cat bounce at the moment. Yeah, and I don't have that one. I got I got two more for you. I got yeah. Signet Signet Jewelers, which is uh-huh. K Jewelers, you know, Jarrett Jewelers, that whole line of, of jewelry stores. Um, they beat on profit um, and had bigger expected, bigger than expected same store sales drop, which was not good. Uh, they did affirm their their full year guidance um, of everything we've talked about today so far, especially in the retail. They they're doing a little bit better. They're down only one percent today. <laughs> oh, yeah, compared to all the other ones, right? Hey, yeah, so, comparatively. So I found you one. I, I found just a slight tinge of green ink here. It's Good. five below. We've got a five below here in town. Yeah. Um, they. Uh, they uh, on the, they they gained some some momentum this morning, even though they missed on their top and bottom line. So they missed on everything, um, and so. But I guess they they're talking about holiday season, and they think the holiday season is going to help them out. Uh, they're trading up today almost three percent. Well, I'm glad to have some good news, even though there I can't think of a reason why that would be good news. And that's the only one I can find. Well, Lordy, I, I knew it was going to be a rotten day when a store that just announced 150 store closings is one of my big leaders for the day over at Bath and Body Works. Uh, resetting the table, we're looking at negative ink yesterday, 45 minutes before we start trading. How much red are we looking at this morning, Philip? Right, let's just put it this way, Dave. I can't find any green ink. Uh, sure. We've got the Dow down another half a percent, $145. The S&P 500 down uh, almost six-tenths of a percent, and the NASDAQ 100 uh, down almost three-quarters of a percent. Uh, let me just add on the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ actually ended up August down 4.79%. Uh, so, like I yeah, said, all of that, most of that, most all of that was in the last 10 days of the month, which is really scary. And so on the commodity side, it's still red ink. You know, we got silver down 2% to $17.51 an ounce. Gold down almost 1%. Dave, it's getting close to being below $1,700. It's at $1,710 an ounce right now. Um, Crude oil down 1.8% right now to $87.95 a barrel. So nothing looks good this morning. It doesn't look very good overseas either. The Asian rim markets were off markedly at the close this morning. Japan was down a full percent and a half. Hong Kong down 1.79%. And Europe is kind of looking at us and going, yeah, they are evenly and uniformly off by better than a full percent halfway through their day as well. Uh, If you've got too much at risk in equities, this is not a fun time to be looking at retirement. Knowing where that risk is counts a lot. Philip, how do I get a hold of you in order to take the risk out of my retirement plans? You know, it makes it so important, Dave, that people understand how much risk they do have, especially if they are five years out from retirement. Risk is important. That's why we developed the core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. All righty, and I thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow morning to update what went on today and what's likely to affect your money tomorrow right here. You have a good one, Philip, and I'll catch you shortly. 
All right. Take care, buddy. Thanks much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I know August has been tough. Hopefully September will be better. But remember, if you are five years out from retirement and you've not done a core retirement design, that could be a problem looking out in the future, trying to determine how much risk you have in your portfolio. Give us a call. Let's walk through our core retirement design. Absolutely no cost or obligation. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. With that, have a great Labor Day weekend, and I will talk to you on Tuesday.